Welcome to episode 52 of The Kraken Pod, a podcast for Seattle Kraken fans, those new and old to hockey, and hockey fans looking to have some fun. Along with you, we try to go into what lies beneath when it comes to everything Seattle Kraken and the NHL. Here's what we're talking about. Dad energy, the Boston trip, their kids' first hockey game. That is a tear. I'm sorry to everybody from Boston. That was horrible. horrible. Uh, but I was in Boston for... Uh, a couple of days so we'll talk about that the seuss is loose the kraken reaction last week's games i mean we're still a good team i'll take it and then we have to talk about the upcoming games right a short week not too many games no dumb questions what is the history of dark jerseys at home and white on the road and are there any rules on when they can be reversed this is a great question and and something i think should actually happen i don't like the way it is right now we should change things angry old man let's get into it welcome to episode 52 of the kraken pod let's go What is going on? My name is Jeff Janusic. This is my friend and co-host, Joey Cirillo. Dude, what up, how are man? you? I'm good. I just, I opened up a beer and now we're t- talking about hockey. So, you know, there could be worse ways to be spending our Monday night. Dude, like you'd crack that beer just before we hit start and I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm really Jones in right now. I'm really Martin Jones in it right now because like <laughs> I got a I got a big big day. I haven't gotten a lot of sleep lately. So okay, I just I just got through the shakes, dude. I'm I'm going to I'm going to not do it. I'm going to stick to water. I, yeah, I okay, want so one. We have to we have to get into it then because you just you just mentioned how you haven't been sleeping a lot and how you've had a big day in front of you. You were gone. So last episode right before you left, we recorded you took the kids up to Boston. You brought the stress to your wife. She escaped the family. You brought everybody to her and it went up to Boston and you had made it a goal to take the kids to their first ever hockey game. So I need to know, like, how did the trip go down and how was their first ever hockey experience? First things first. So, yeah, wife's training for a new job in Boston for two weeks. And we decided, you know what? Screw it. Never done it before. We're just going to come see her rather than she comes home. We'll stay in her hotel room on the company, hang out there, trip to Boston, cheap tickets on the flight. Pretty awesome. So I got to say this. is I got to give props to my kids. I have a seven-year-old son and twin five-year-old daughters, mm-hmm. and they flew like champions, dude. We left on Thursday morning. Um, I was a little nervous, but I wasn't that nervous, honestly. Um, you know, we were we were prepped. Everything was simple. They did great. They listened. They stayed close. Now, a lot there's there is a shit ton of times earmuffs that they don't listen and didn't listen on our trip. But at the airport, they were like awesome, man. They were just so like, and it was cool. The flight attendants were saying cool things to them. A pilot said something cool to them. Um, on the way through, I just had help. I want to thank all the helpers out there because uh, you're out there, you listening. I know you probably are a helper. But like one example of something cool was we had to. Uh, change flights we had to make a connection uh, from New Orleans to Atlanta if you've never flown through the Atlanta airport it is a cesspool it's the worst airport in the country Mm. it's It's the busiest it's it's terrible so we had to we had a 49 minute layover so we had to like rush it right so 
we're rushing. I have a big ass stroller um, and I've got, you know, some bags and we're rushing through it. and we get to a, a escalator and, you know, my kids are small and we jump on the escalator and my daughter like freaked out for a second. Well, uh, she was kind of freaking out. And all of a sudden the gentleman behind her was like, Hey, I'll, I'll help you. It was the pilot from our plane from new Orleans. <laughs> you want a fucking Hallmark movie right now? What's going and, on? And he's like, he's like, I was your, I was your pilot uh, on the plane. You guys came from new Orleans, right? It's like, yeah. He's like, I'm your, I was your pilot. I, I can hold your daughter's hand. Cause I was like three steps down from her kind of freaking out. Like, Oh my God, she's going to freak out. And he's like, and, and I was like, it's okay, honey, you can hold his hand. You want to hold his hand? And she said, yeah. And, uh, you know, it was the pilot on the damn plane. It's like, this is a good, this is a good sign. So unbelievable. They did great. We got to Boston. Boston was fantastic. We got some pizza. We crashed uh, Friday night, uh, Friday morning. We got up, we did like the science center. Um, you know, we got some amazing, more pizza. Um, I forgot what I did on, we did on Friday afternoon. We packed in so much shit, Joey. I cannot tell you. Uh, Saturday morning, we went to Harvard. Um Harvard nice. is it is beautiful. I've never been to Boston. We walked to the Harvard Natural History Museum because we'd gone to the, the Science Center the day before. Mm-hmm. The Harvard Natural History Museum. Now, look, I don't know what is overrated or underrated in the city of Boston, but that was better than the Science Center, honestly. And it was just full of animals and cool gems and minerals and all this cool shit and we walked through campus which is pretty sweet nice. and then then uh we went and got on was that saturday did we did that too? We, we we did the duck boat tour um and that was cool have you ever been to boston i've been to boston i've never done the the duck boat tour um duck, duck boat tour was I, I would do that as an adult it was neat, my, like, fir- my first time ever going there i'm not interrupting your story yeah too long, but my first time going there was actually during fleet week so i was in the navy and our ship uh, pulled into boston oh man i was definitely not 21 and we had to wear our dress uniforms out and come to find out you know who supports the troops ours bars and uh, <laughs> everyone in boston and they proceeded to get us annihilated drunk had a great time running around, getting into shenanigans, went to like a Red Sox game. Like, oh, there's a whole crazy thing that went down because they were playing the Yankees this series before. Some out, some uh, fan, the outfield. Um, I don't know if people will remember, will remember this, but this is my weird sports brain. So I uh, was yelling like racial slurs at Gary Sheffield when he was in the outfield for the Yankees. So they found out who that fan was and they took away his season, uh, his season tickets. Well, there's like four or five uh, tickets in a row next to like the pesky pole on the right field side and so we showed up the next day like me and like four freaking sailor dudes being like hey can we get tickets to the game They're like funny you mentioned that we actually have these seats open because this guy just lost his season t- uh, season tickets last series do you want them so we added ended up being in his seats for the very next uh series against toronto so that was a it was a Dude, wild time. yeah that's pretty cool yeah it worked out really really good so Shout out to the to the idiot racist for losing those season tickets and giving yeah, me a memorable yeah. experience, dude. It's, I love idiot racists. Anyway, that's fantastic. Yeah. That's great. I mean, like Very you know, when they... experience. There's no kids, and I'm like 20 years old, running around and just trying to meet females in bars and get hammered, and everyone's super nice. Had a boy. Yeah, uh, you know, that's uh, going. You know, cruising through Boston. I was like, this would have been a cool city to go to college in. I mean, there's a million oh, colleges yeah. there, and but like you could tell, like it's a it's a young city, which is which is cool to see. So. Uh, the duck boat tour took us by and the, the, and you forget like, you know, Boston's really the cradle of the United States and um, so many things happen there. And they talk about how, yeah, this, all these bars 
over here, this is where everybody unloaded, uh, you know, off the ships and came in and got ripped. So they pr- probably was you. Like, probably like so you're like, is this the tea party? Like, is yeah. this what, is this where it all went down? They're like, actually, what, yeah, that's exactly what happened here. We we almost went to the tea party museum, um, and where you can actually throw tea into the river. <laughs> oh, that <laughs> is pretty sweet. And nice. So, anyway, so we uh, so then we went to the we went to our first hockey game as a family my kids first hockey game we were going to go to the bruins game um i looked into it thursday night way too damn expensive they're too good they're too good right now too good and i wanted to take the kids you know to sit up close i wanted their first game to be close so they really get into it and doing that at a boston bruins game would have cost you know i had to take out a second mortgage so uh, we went to a uh, BU game, Boston University. They and you know, and they take it on UMass, which is a pretty big oh, game. Huge, 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 huge. But they had played. It was a home and home. They played the night before, and UMass sucks. Um, so they beat UMass the night before, seven to two. And uh, we watched them, and they won five, five to one. So BU won five to one. Nice. What was, what was great about it though was, um, so we get to the game, got myself a, a nice IPA. You know, bring the kids down. We got a bunch of snacks. They get down there and just everything about it. The energy of the game, um, the action, like you could tell they were into it. Like, you know, one of my daughters is dancing, doing the music stuff, loving the camera, you know, action going on. They're trying to, you know, get the dance cam, that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. My son was actually watching the game. He understood it, which is pretty cool. Nice. Um, you know, because I force him every night to uh, uh, <laughs> to read the, the, the rules. Yes. And I, uh, you know, have a, a a big cane that I whip him with if he doesn't get the rules correct. Absolutely, nice. You know, good, good on you. I don't have kids, so who am I to judge? I don't know how to. Yeah, rest. you can judge that. Sounds, that that sounds would, about right. Make them read hockey rules, and if they don't obey, then you can hit them. They get caned. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. that is for the record for the for the uh, CPS record or yes. whatever. Um, that is not true. Um, yes. No, but he. What I was really, I had this moment where I was really proud of. The first goal scored in the game was a BU goal. And mm-hmm. Ford, I was watching him watch the puck to see if he understood because he, he watches hockey with me. So, like, he could watch the action on, on the ice. Like, he wasn't lost. And when they scored the goal, he started cheering with me before the horn sounded. You know, it was like that one, two, oh, like one, two second. Yes, 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 yes. Before yes. the horn goes off. So, like, I was proud that he had watched the, he, he followed the puck and followed yes. the game. And knew when the puck went in before the horn went off. So like he That's was legit. So that was a cool moment. Also, so that horn guy is now fired. So yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, it was like ten seconds. Yeah, no, it was um, like it, he saw it go in. It was like instant. It was like you know, it was, it was like a second, and he started cheering. And the, so anyway, I was really that was a, a little moment I was proud of. It. That's incredible, man. So yeah. overall, sounds like a great family trip. The kids obeyed in and around the airport, which is pretty much all you can ask for at that yep. point. Yeah, and then you guys got to roll around Boston and eat a bunch of food and see some cool shit. You took them yep. to their first ever hockey game. Yep, and as a penalty, I took my daughters. Uh, you know, my wife was sitting through a hockey game, which she's you know she 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 enjoys hockey. It's fine. She's not a huge hockey. No, she's yeah, not a yeah. hockey fan. But uh, I took both of my daughters uh, individually at different times uh, to the bathroom uh, at BU. So that was uh, interesting to go into men's room. Um, so that was you know. So I missed like a period of hockey, but man. Okay. <laughs> I was doing dad things. So it was awesome, dude. And then the next day we just kind of, we did some fun stuff at the aquarium. We did, we did so much shit. I'm so exhausted. We, we just came back today. Yeah. No, um, super hard. Dude, we got up at like four in the morning to get on a, a flight and uh, it was a direct. So it's been a long, 
long grind of a day. So, but anyway, life, life is good. Trip was awesome. Boston was great. Really loved that city. Almost thought about going to the Bruins game on Sunday night, but did not. So while you're doing dad things, and I think you'll appreciate this story. And again, it, just, it always makes me laugh because like our dynamic, a lot of times, like the complete opposite <laughs> end of the spectrum. So I get invited to this, uh, to this speakeasy that I've been wanting to check out for a while. And it's in new Orleans and it's invite only. And it's, oh. this, uh, yeah. And this isn't my way of being like, look how fucking cool I am. It's just like, it's a place. It's actually like in these, like kind of like in someone's home, but they built it over 26 years. It's a beautiful bar. It's fucking incredible. Um, and anyways, I get a message being like, Hey, are you going to be around on this? Like Saturday afternoon. I'm like, yeah, I live here. So I'll be around. They're like, all right. After the LSU game, why don't you come on over? So I went over there and uh, long story short, uh, proceeded to drink entirely too much. Um, completely blacked out. They are very, <laughs> they are, they are, they are incredibly hospitable. I walked in. I don't even know what they were serving me, but they were delicious drinks. I had three of something that tasted like lemon something. Uh, after that switched up, they started making Sazeracs. After Sazeracs, they started making uh, actual like old school daiquiris, like the ones you drink like <laughs> on the rocks with this uh, uh, like Cuban rum that was delicious. After that, they started making me tiki drinks. And then after that, I don't really remember much. And uh, so <laughs> I wake up the next. I wake up the next day. It's like 8 a.m. And I'm 100% still drunk. I wake up. I'm like, oh, shit. Didn't sleep. Probably got home at like 3 or so. I have no idea. And I'm like, all right. I'm still a little drunk. So I'm going to kind of take my time kind of easing into this Sunday morning. Turn on the TV. Seahawks are already playing. They're already losing. I'm like, all right, well, this is weird. And, uh, and then so I start going about my day. And I look at and I look at my phone. Like 1130, I'm in the shower. And I get a ding on my phone. And I like, keep, keep my phone kind of off to the side because I'm in the shower, usually listening to podcasts, like just nerding out. And I look at my phone. And I see I have a notification from Uber Eats. And it's like, your Shake Shack delivery, it's on its way. And I'm like, what the fuck? I didn't order a Shake Shack. This is awesome. So anyone that knows me really well knows that my go-to hangover food is Shake Shack. I just need something greasy and gross. Like, give me like a double cheeseburger from Shake Shack, some fries and a large Coke, and that'll kind of set like set me straight. And so I'm thinking the whole time in the shower, I'm like, man, someone, someone must have saw that I was drinking. I probably said something stupid. I probably was on fucking Twitter just being an idiot. Who knows? Like somebody somewhere, and they decided that they are going to order me Uber Eats. And I'm like, oh, this is incredible. I need to find out who this person is so I can thank them. What a nice thing to do. And so it was I, Shake Shack. No, oh. even better. So an hour or so later, because it was like, so I get the message like 11, 1130. And it's like, hey, yours is going to come at like 1230. I'm like, well, that's really weird. It's kind of like a later time. Maybe they're just running behind or slow or whatever. I'm like, all right, what's going on? So I start pulling up my receipts and looking into shit. Come to find out I was the one who ordered Shake Shack. And not only did I order it, I ordered it at three in the fucking morning. I had no idea that you could do this. So apparently on Uber Eats, if something is closed, but they're open the next day, you can schedule a delivery of food for the next day. It's like you can like you can schedule a ride in advance through Uber or through Lyft. You can do the same thing with food through Uber Eats. What? So I, in my blackout state, set up. So I tried to order, and this is what uh, 
This is what my girlfriend Lauren told me. She's like, because I text her, <laughs> I'm an idiot. I text her, I'm like, oh my God, did you buy, did you buy me food? Thank you so much. I'm like, there's no way that a lot of people know like one, my address and two, that I want Shake Shack. And she replies an hour later. She's like, no, dude, you ordered Shake Shack because you called me really upset at about 2, 2.30 in the morning saying that you were upset because Shake Shack was not open and all you wanted to do was order them. And then you're like, you know what? I'm actually going to order them for tomorrow for lunch. And then I just hung up the phone and passed out. I don't, I have no recollection of that. I didn't even know that, that was an option. Like I didn't know you could order food in advance for delivery. But anyways, I surprised myself. My drunk self was looking out for my future self. Uh, and in fact, was discovering things on freaking Uber, Uber Eats app that I didn't even know you could do freaking sober. So there you go. That was my, that was my uh, speakeasy bar night. Dude, I kind of want to get ripped, blackout ripped just to do the experience what you experienced like how cool you had like <laughs> you were like in the shower like who who ordered me shake shack yeah i'm this like is, this is incredible this is great i've I'm got some good like, friends go oh like my mental, god dude i was like going through like a mental rolodex i'm like who in the hell did this for me i really need to thank this person like not only do they know exactly what i need right now but like this is incredible no. having a hell of a day no it was me it was i me thought that 12 hours prior i thought like you had gone to the speakeasy with the illuminati and then uh, they were like Oh, we yeah. we know what you need. Here it is. <laughs> you are now one of us. And like, and then they start chanting like one of us. And you've got like a weird tattoo and like you're branded forever. And now you're like part of some strange sex cult at this thing. Honestly, that just sold me on the Illuminati. They're like, hey, you want to come to this sex cult where we all just get drunk and eat Shake Shack? I'm like, sign me up, bro. I'm fucking I'm there yesterday. <laughs> Dude, the Illuminati have really taken a, a PR hit over the past couple of years. That like they're like they're running the world and they're screwing people over. But really, all they want to do is eat Shake Shack and have sex fun. You know what I mean? Like, that's what they want to do. Fun. Yeah. yeah, that's it. That's all we want to do. Like they need to they need to, Hey, Illuminati, if you want to hire Joey and I to rebrand you and do some PR for you, we'll be all about it. So Shake Shack and sex. That's cool. For all I know, I could have actually discovered that on Saturday night, and I was too drunk to even notice what was going on. I mean, I was pretty, pretty intoxicated, so it happened. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. All right, well, there you go. Uh, there's that's your. Our, that's our dynamic, as always. <laughs> there's the uh, walking through the park, walking through, uh, walking through Harvard, uh, holding hands with children, laughing and enjoying life, and Joey blackout drunk at a speakeasy, getting Shake Shack uh, delivered <laughs> to himself the next day. Let's get into your Kraken reaction i like that it's kind of like out of nowhere like a boom like a thor hammer just like boom oh fantastic shake it up now i really want shake shack it's dude i'm telling you it's the best fast food cheeseburger out there do you get a shake I i will die on that hill so I typically don't because I'm lactose intolerant. But here's Ooh. the thing. I've only had one shake ever from them, and it was the best fast food shake that I've ever had. In fact, you'll appreciate this. They do a special for Mardi Gras, and they do a shake that you can only get like in Louisiana during the like when it's Mardi Gras, and it's a Bananas Foster milkshake. Ah. And, dude, I'm telling you, Whew. it is the best milkshake i've ever had and i'm like of course they do milkshakes great because it's shake shack everything they do is freaking high quality i'll put them over in and out any day dude that's that's fun fact is like that's my jam is a banana banana flavor in a, a shake like yes uh rallies dude oh, oh my god man. rallies yes. chocolate and banana <gasps> Ooh, love that but then you're 
you can't do it though. So sorry to rub no, it in I your can't because I'll, I'll have to literally like get a spoon and like sit down on the toilet and just start eating it there. <laughs> all right it's a grow okay we need to move on <laughs> let's go let's go let's talk about the, the seattle Kraken. there's a lot of talk it was a good week i'm happy with the week and, was, you it know, tough? was it a good week it was a good week dude last so like at the end of the last week i predicted that they, we would probably win two and lose one against the jets so i predicted two of those right i said that we'd beat minnesota uh um no, i'm sorry nashville we beat nashville which we did I thought they'd beat Minnesota, which came close. And then I said we lose to the Jets, and we did. So I feel good because – and here's, here's why I feel good is we are competitive. You know, this, these, these are games that we, we might have lost in Nashville last year. You know what I mean? Like we came in and stomped all over Nashville. And here we go up against Marc-Andre Fleury, and we lose one to nothing. Martin Jones is looking like a freaking hero, just nonstop. And then we play against the Jets, who's they're one of the hottest teams in the NHL right now. Mm-hmm. And had it not been for Sissy, um, we we would have won that game. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I'm liking where we're at. I'm gonna take it as all right, guys. We're competitive, we're on pace to get a record amount of points this year. This is a good team, still feeling that energy, even though we only got one win out of three games. I, oh man. All right. So I'm with you. Like I'm with you as far as like, I feel good about the team overall because the games were competitive. And I remember us giving predictions and I actually said, I said, I think the Kraken are going to lose one of the games either to Nashville or Minnesota and then beat the Peggers because that would be like some Kraken shit. And they were 32 seconds away from making me look like a genius. And instead Carson Soucy had to go full idiot mode and decide to sucker punch a dude in retaliation because he lost his cool. We'll talk about that in a second. But um, really quick, man, let's go back and talk about the win against freaking Nashville. Five to one. <laughs> Unbelievable game. Like, just a complete fucking beatdown. It's so good because, like, the team is coming off, like, this epic road swing where they win three straight, and they come in, and I'm like, oh, man, this is going to be a hell of a matchup. And I've been lucky enough to where I went to a game in Nashville's barn. I've seen UC Soros. I've seen him play in person. I know how good he is. To hang four on him in the first period and chase him out when there's still three minutes left in, in the third in the first period is absolutely insane. I mean, the Kraken were completely on fire. Eberly scored on the first shot of the game. I think it was like 38 seconds in. Sweet um, slapper. Oh, yeah. It was it was an incredible slapper. And and again, Soros gets chased out of the game. And overall, like it was not just what we were doing on the ice that I love because I mean, start to finish, it was just a total beatdown. minus the flip Forsberg like goal that he put on the Kraken. And again, that was a guy I talked about last week being like, I really like this dude. I wish that Kraken could have signed him, but it is what it is. Um, there was a moment in the game where, and he's still out cause he had the lower body industry. It came, it came, uh, came for him too. But Jamie Elixiak uh, got hit in the back of the legs and Hackstall in a rare uh, showing of emotion, I don't know if you saw that. Well, you, you probably didn't because I know you had to travel and all that uh, before you travel. But anyways, he uh, he was chewing out the freaking zebras, man. Like they showed him like going at it, defending his player. And I was super pumped on that because I'm like, this motherfucker, man, we always give him a lot of crap because he's not really one to show a lot of emotion. And when like, the, you know, the stakes are high in a game, you want to see something out of your coach, you really don't get it from him. But that was a rare moment where he was showing that. So I had to make a note of that because that was really cool. Uh, Burakovsky he had his first three-point game in the season. He had a goal and two assists. I started calling him the silent assassin 
because it's like you never we talked about this in the preseason jeff you never really hear him a lot in the media he says a couple of things here and there like he's ready to take a step up and every time this guy has the puck he's so dangerous he's so good at like creating his own shot and putting pucks on net and it's showing this season like in his point totals like he's just a fucking good player but he doesn't talk a lot and i respect that a lot so overall just super happy and geeky also had the five game uh point streak going as well it was it was a great game i actually i i went to sleep i i i was you know knee deep in in uh no mom around and i was like man this is a great feeling what we are rolling it was like four nothing i i yeah. i put the i put the tv on uh the, you know, 30 minutes sleep. And I think I was like, uh, I was out after like, I don't know. It was like just at the beginning of the second period. So I watched the highlights and I saw the tweets, which by the way, thank you for the late night tweets. Uh, it's been tough, but always, I, man. my highlight of the game, turbo's empty netter. <laughs> yes. That might've been the, the, and like, there's some fancy ones and there's like some sweet, you know, like, Oh, cool. The little, and little flips and this and sort his empty netter was the hardest effort. Empty netter I've ever seen in my life. It was like watching super Mario try to get through like the lava zone <laughs> without losing and, like a single life, like no starting over start to exactly. finish. Exactly. <laughs> you like, you know, those fireball things that sweep yeah. around the fireball bars look at the right time. Yeah. Exactly yeah. That was, that was Brandon Tan of trying to score that empty netter and he did it, but he was just like all over the place, falling down, getting whacked. And he, he like all effort. So like, I don't know. That was awesome. Fantastic. So great effort. Uh, by the Kraken to to beat Nashville five to one, so that was awesome. Going into Minnesota, you know the writing was kind of on the wall here—a little revenge game. Yes, and it was a goalie duel. And man, it—I'll tell you what though, something that I'm seeing about—and I don't think anybody else is seeing this—and that's being sarcastic—is how good <laughs> Martin Jones is. Wait, what? What's he doing this year? Is he good? So he's he's a good goalie. I don't know if you know, but you know what? I was watching before we started the podcast, and I was just kind of rewatching highlights. And you know what? If you watch him, he's so fluid with how he moves. And I, yeah. I don't know shit about analyzing actual goaltending. I, I, you know, I'm not some savant goaltending coach waiting out here in the wings to get my shot. But like, he moves around. I realize this in these highlights. I'm watching him move. If you just watch him, like you know, go down to, you know, stack his pads, you know, like, or go down that butterfly position, come up. He just gracefully moves. Like he moves around. Like if you put him it's moving like around Swan. Yeah. So like Swan Lake classical music. He also reminds me of like a video game goalie, like how they kind of just like whoosh, move around, like follow the puck. Like, yeah, you know, like not one of these cool fancy games from like, you know, right now, 2022, where it's like real life, you know, but like I'm talking like Super Nintendo 1994, where like the goalie kind of floats around. Yeah, they have like two moves and they're just floating the entire yeah, time. Yeah, they just yes, kind of yes, they, yes. They, watch Martin Jones in the next game. He just kind of he just flows. He flows nicely. Everything. He's just calm and cool and collective. You know, he's old as shit in hockey terms, but the dudes like he's just on a flow right now. So I don't know what he's doing. I don't know if he's vibing to like three eleven before the game or whatever. Chewing that edibles. What your pregame music would be. Is that why you're throwing that out there? Just no, I, no, I would listen to uh, probably white zombie. Uh, oh, nice. Like some yeah. Astro creep 2000. No, that, that album sucked. What? Um, you don't like Astro creep 2000. Come on, man. No, I can tell more I'm couple, human than human. I'm a couple years older than you. So like, obviously oh. I like the good stuff from the, the mid nineties. Oh, no, no, La Sex Resisto devil music. Volume one is just okay. like, put that on. If you want to watch me 
destroy people on the ice. And what I mean is my knees and try to skate too hard. Yeah. I, if I, like, I already know the, 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 I know my entrance song. If I ever played in the NHL, uh, coming out on the ice, I would, de- cause that would be a miracle, obviously, but I would demand this song be played <laughs> for me. So uh-huh. when I hit the ice, it was like, I'd have my one minute of just like skating around like a badass, you know? Um, anyway, it's a, it's, it's a white zombie song from La Sexo devil music volume one. What song is, is it? Do you remember the name? Um, yeah, I don't remember the name. No, I don't remember the name. Well, I just know your best rendition of Rob Zombie right now. <laughs> it's track nine. I would play it right now. I wish I could play it, but I don't know if it would record into the damn podcast. I don't, I don't know. We might also let they might get our freaking uh, uh episode pulled if we pull that shit. But technically, um, if we talk about music like it's a news, I think we're allowed to play like a certain clip of it. Like, I don't know. Anyway, that would be it. So, long story short. <laughs> I would come out to like the Macarena just like to fuck with people's heads. <laughs> like, wait, what the hell? Hey, Joe Cirillo. Okay, sorry. Yeah, that's exactly what's going on. Or like, like Taylor Swift or something. But I was like, what in the hell is going on? But uh, no. Uh, welcome to the depths, by the way. Welcome yeah, to the depths. We are somehow already in the depths. It's already getting this weird. No, but this is how I know you're a real one, man, because I know you're really busy. I know you were, you know, taking the kids up to visit your wife in Boston, had a lot going on. And you'll appreciate this note is that everything that you just said, I, I believe it was Allison Lucan who was talking about this. And uh, not in this game in particular, but the last game against the Peggers, she was actually mentioning and talking about during the broadcast. I think it was her. I apologize if I fucked that up, but uh, about how fluid, not only fluid he is, but how well he is seeing the puck. And they were talking about like, not from like an analytics standpoint. Yeah. Not from an analytics standpoint. Well, well, well. Exactly. Look at you, Mr. Uh, Mr. Sports. Some water right now. Yeah. (laughs) You were not drinking water, big guy. Go ahead and chug up. No. So, uh, but no, they're talking, they're just talking about like how well he's seeing the puck and how he's in, he's always putting himself in such a good position. It seems like the game is coming to him really well at the moment. And this also, I mean, this goes with basically every game that he's played in, especially since he became a dad, hashtag dad energy, because dude, the game against Minnesota, this isn't a loss that makes me upset. And it's because it's like, this was such a defensive goalie battle. Um, like Mark Andre Fleury stood on his damn head. The guy's a future hall of famer. Then afterwards, like he's so like, he has, he has no ego whatsoever. And it's really cool because I watched like the post game press conference and they're like, Hey man, like you just got a shutout against your 28th different NHL team. That's the most by any goal in NHL history. How's that make you feel? And he and his response was, I think it just means that I'm old, maybe. I've been playing for a while, I guess. And then just started laughing. And then he went in the locker room and like took a shower. I'm like, this guy has no ego. He's so freaking nice. It's like it's one of those things, like it's impossible to hate flower power. Obviously, I want the crack and the win, but if they're gonna lose one nothing, I want to be a guy who's has like the caliber and like just exudes a good dude and positive vibes only, like Mark Andre Fleury. And also that was the 72nd regular season shutout of his career and his first with the wild in 22 regular season starts. So I don't know, man, I, I got to give it up to him and I got to give it up to Jones because they both played their fucking asses off the Kraken towards the third period. were really putting the heat on, especially towards like the last minute or so of the game and flower power, man, he just wasn't letting it happen. The Kraken lose. And you know what? It is what it is. Both teams played outstanding. They did. I love that. I love that kind of game. Like, that's yeah. to me that's a win like you you're playing a hall of fame goaltender 
and you you play in a defensive duel. And that's what's great is, you know, really up until that game, the Kraken are, are scoring goals like crazy. And then you get into this and Minnesota is traditionally super defensive and, and, you know, they don't score a lot of goals. They just rely on defense. And we played their game. We played their game and we, you know, they shut us down, but we still played their game. We, we, you know, had a shot. We poured it on at the end of the game. I'm proud of that one. I think that's pretty awesome, especially after, you know, we beat them, um, you know, in Minnesota and here they are taking. And we beat firepower that game too. We beat him for nothing. Right, right. Exactly. So I think that was a, 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 a great win. And again, going into Sunday versus the Peggers, who <sighs> one of the hottest teams in the league, dude, I'll yes. tell you what, they're, yeah. they're a good team. They're, they're supposed to be a good team mm-hmm. and they're getting hot and they ran into the Kraken and, you know, I guess I'll let you detail it, but uh, I did watch the, I didn't see the game. I did mm-hmm. watch the recap of it. And what, what a, just a mental lapse. I mean, that's and that's mental lapse. That's it right there. You just fucking nailed it. You just summed up the entire game. That was it. Mental lapse. But those are the things though. Like if you're the, the jets, you're just loving that you're loving the fact that like we got underneath Susie's skin so much yes. that he, like it worked. Like we did, we did, we did what was right and we made it happen and you know it just it happens i mean it's hockey so like you know i'm not mad at seuss i hope he he loon he learns from it and you know seuss seussy loons seussy loons from it and uh lower body <laughs> industry good old seussy loons yep lower body industry um <laughs> but anyway so I, I i i think i think at the beginning of this episode you were kind of like eh i don't know I think it's this game. I think this loss. I can. I can. I it, know doesn't, you. it doesn't feel because it doesn't feel good. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't. That was a that was a game we should have won, and that's really the first game of the season for us. Yes. that has happened. Yes, no, I agree, and I think, and again, I was watching the post game, uh, like the everyone talking and the presser and all that, and it was JT Brown that made a really good point. He was like, I mean, he was like acknowledging that this one hurts. The Kraken throughout the game were the better team. And Winnipeg, the Peggers, like, they're really good. Like, we're not trying to get pegged in our own barn on a fucking Sunday night. That sounds awful. <laughs> From a bunch <laughs> of kids and families, there's people here. More and, ways than uh, one. More, way, yeah, way more ways than one. And uh, JT Brown makes it a good point. He's like, you know what? He's like, I've been in this position before. There's a lot of emotions. Things are flying high. And you make one wrong decision. And it ends up costing the team the game. And he goes, the hardest part about this is, is that when stuff like this happens, and maybe you have some beer league experience like this, Jeff, you can talk about, or maybe even your coaching Pee Wee football days. But he goes, the hardest part about this game is that afterwards, all you want to do is get back, back out on the ice and just completely leave it behind. But now the issue is, is that for whatever reason, just the way the scheduling's worked out uh, this week and the previous week, the Kraken have such a big break between games. They have four nights off. Where they're just sitting around like this is kind of like on the back of their mind. He's like, that's actually really shitty, paraphrasing, obviously, because all the Kraken want to do is go out there and, and leave this behind them. They can't even do that until Thursday night. So uh, this is and, and we keep finding this, you know, it's always a thing. But this is a big test for the Kraken is so much momentum, so many great things going on right now. The Kraken just really are one of the better teams in the NHL. Can they? keep it going and not get, you know, derailed by that moment. I don't think they will, but also too, can you keep the, you know, awesome energy that they've had yes. going with this long gap? You know? Yeah. We got to wait till Thursday night, which I was like, 
honestly, I'll be very frank is I was looking, I didn't, I didn't realize that there wasn't a cracking game until Thursday night. I was like, Oh, okay, cool. So we'll do the podcast. And then I'm sure there's a game on Tuesday, right? Like, Oh shit. Yes. We only have two games this week. Damn. Yeah, I know. I'm looking at that too. I'm like, is this going to happen for the rest of the season? Like, this is this is where you and I can kind of take a breather and kind of gather ourselves before the next thing. You know, they're doing four or five games a week again. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, like, look, life is really good. You know, we're we're just over, we're just about a you know a month into the the season, and the Seattle Kraken are looking fantastic right now. Uh, yeah. And and really, a lot of that is because we have by um, you know accident we found some really great goaltending. That's a huge part of this. Yeah, well, I mean, it's definitely, I mean, Martin Jones, whatever is going on, I, I do think that energy is a real thing. I know I joke about that a lot, but I firmly believe in the dad energy being very real. Me like, too, obviously. Positive vibes are going on in your life. Like, things are changing for you. It's it's a real thing. Um, I'm trying. I'm going to put you on the spot right now, and I apologize for doing this. There was an episode, it's, I think it's one of our first ones, where we were talking about goalies and how they – um, will make different changes like in the offseason and stuff like that to kind of come back and turn their careers around. Do you remember what goalie we were talking about that actually like had a kid in the offseason and came back and completely turned his career? It was a very, very popular goalie too that was having like a, like a disappointing season or two and then like had a family and the next thing you know, he was like right back into old form. Do you remember who that was? I don't I know. I'm putting you on the spot. I apologize. I'm just my ADHD is through the fucking roof right now. No, I, I okay. don't. I don't know who that like was married or something like that. It was something know. almost like something like with family happened and it completely changed like his, I don't know, like his mindset, whatever. And he, he went out there and like completely flipped his career around. Someone's going to listen to this episode. I know who we're talking about. We so talked I, about it in the previous episode. If, if we were, if we were at like a trivia night drinking, I'd be like, just, just say Mark Andre Fleury and just see what happens. <laughs> and we, and we throw it out there. It's like, yes, Mark Andre Fleury. I want to say it was a guy like, it was like, with Carolina and then went no or maybe went to Carolina but before that was like doing really good and and then got a big contract and then like was not playing up to par and everyone's like this is a fucking mistake it's kind of like honestly what everyone's saying what was going down like with Grubauer um so yeah I don't know I will we'll have to someone's gonna let us know that but I have to move on from it because I don't want to dwell on it too long there are some good things that happened in this game Martin Jones made his 400th career start he had 28 freaking saves and um I found a couple of stats about him that just I think you'll appreciate and just people that love Martin Jones and goalies will appreciate in general. Um, in 13 games that he has played so far this season, his save percentage is a .909. There is only one other goalie in the NHL that's also played 13 games and has a better save percentage than him. It's actually Boston's Linus Ulmark. Um, so that's pretty incredible. Since October 25th, he's 5-2-1 with a .936 save percentage. He's fifth in the league. He's saving 5.86 goals above expected average. Uh, that's that's fifth in the league. And his uh, goals against average is a 1.64, which is first in the freaking league. Right now, Martin Jones is a top five goalie in the NHL. Like, between the dad energy and Steve Briere coming in as the new goalie coach, like, they, like, found a way to turn back the clock, and it's 2016 again, and he is playing his fucking ass off, man. And honestly, like, it's a lot of fun to watch. And yes, it's easy to like it's easy to watch him play and the conversation one always starts comparing to Grubauer and I'm just tired of that like can can we just enjoy Martin Jones and then want Grubauer to be healthy and come back and then sort that out I don't like the comparisons two I also understand how people go oh well he's playing like this because the team in front of him 
is better. So therefore it's easier for him. I agree with that to a certain extent, but when you start looking at more advanced stats, like the goals above expected, by the way, again, top five in the NHL in that regard, it shows you that he is playing above what he is even like expected to be doing with the team in front of him. Basically he's playing really fucking good right now. And we should just be grateful that Martin Jones is a Seattle Kraken. Uh, yeah, you can't, I don't know. I, you can't overthink it. Like you just said, you yes. can't overthink like that stat, the goals over expected. Like don't, don't bring that up again on this podcast. <laughs> I hate, I don't no, understand but, but, it, but it backs, it backs me up and saying that like, everyone's like, not everyone, but a lot of people are saying, Oh, well, he's only playing like this. Cause the team in front of him is better. It's like, that's only true to a degree. The reality is he's playing really good right now, man. He's playing like really the, damn good. Sports is, I know it's like a trillion dollar thing, you know, but like we just, everything's overanalyzed to death. I mean, you know, and I'm guilty of it too, but at the same time, it's like, it's, it's their people. And there's, there's so many different things that go on and maybe he's just in a really good place. Just like you, me, anybody listening to this podcast right now, you've had really awesome moments in your life where like the stretch was great. And then you've had really shitty times in your life. Like, man, life sucks right now. But you know, it's a freaking roller coaster. Just ride it and enjoy it. So shut up and just enjoy what's going on. And I hope Philip Grubauer is healthy and comes back. And like you said, we'll sort it out. We'll see what happens. But you know what? If Martin Jones is still killing it, guess what? He's our yeah, starter. You gotta, you gotta ride the hot hand, man. I agree with that a hundred percent. And I agree. Like, I'm you know, I obviously go over like stats to back up certain things because to me, like that's uh, I I admit that's a big way that I um, learn the game of hockey more is by diving into that stuff. But I agree, man, like a lot of this shit, like you said, it, it goes beyond that stuff. Like just watch the game and look how he's playing. And you know, the commentators are talking about it during the game. Like, look how fluid he is. Look how he's seeing the puck. Like, look how he's moving around. It's all those things. Like everything just feels really good for him right now. He's in a good place. We got to ride the hot hand. Yep, exactly. So, you know, I was wondering too, is like, you know, goaltenders, they get it. This is a interesting, it's one of the most unique positions in sports and they know, I, I would imagine that there's some drama behind it and there's co competition and I'm sure there's, there's divas. There's definitely divas, you know, some, you know, you know, guys who are like, you know, drama Queens or whatever you might want to call it. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I hope that's not the case here. I hope Philip Grubauer understands that. And, you know, and I hope, I hope we still have this issue whenever he comes back. I still hope that Martin Jones is killing it. But like right now, the Seattle Kraken are one of the best teams in the league. Um, they're third in the Pacific division. Um, you know, we play the Rangers on Thursday, but the Kings on Saturday, that's a, that's a, that's right there. We're neck that's and neck. This is what we want, right? You talking want to talk about tests. Here's the fucking New York Rangers in the second in the Pacific Los Angeles Kings in your barn. Yep, exactly. So I, you know, I, I think we, I think we win. I think we win both these games and the Kings game will be a great statement game because, you know, I, the jets are the top of the central division. If we were in the central division, we'd be tied for the, the lead in the central division with the stars and the jets. And we've already and, beaten the abs and granted they're a little hurt right now, but Hey, guess what? We beat them in their barn. That's a big freaking deal. And by the way, the golden Knights are in first place in our division and they're like the best team in the league. So yeah, they're, they're pretty good this year, which I hate the, the Pacific. Yes. The Pacific divisions, you know, then we've got the, the Oilers and the rest of the pack is so, so right. Not, not, and not so good. So Pacific division is, is very top heavy, yes. but yeah, I was reading the uh, mid season, not mid season. I'm sorry. Like, you know, month in, um, power rankings yeah, uh, by ESPN and how they ranked the teams. And they showed like where 
the teams were ranked at the beginning of the season and what they predicted their points to be. Um, and, you know, the, the Golden Knights are number one. Then the Bruins are killing it. The Devils, big time surprise, too. Um, they're on pace basically to double their points total from last season. Uh, the Dallas Stars at number four. Carolina at number five. The, the Peggers at uh, six. Sevens. The Islanders, eight. Your Seattle Kraken. Yes, on, sir. On pace for 105 points. And they were predicted to have maybe 80 points at the beginning of the season. So I, yeah, I think I said like between 75 to 80, we'll have to pull up the information again. Cause this is like, I, I won't get too ahead of myself. So maybe we'll do it like three quarters of the way into this season, but I forgot what it was, but we had this stat in front of us. Where it was like the last team to basically score 60 points or whatever it was a crack and scored to then score, let's just say 90 to hundred and even make playoffs knock on wood. Like it hasn't been done in years. I mean, they would, I don't want to jinx anything or try to get too ahead of myself because I still don't know what's going to happen. But to your point, I was looking up some information. So after 15 games this year, like, and this is before uh, last night's game of against Winnipeg, but uh, the Kraken are, you know, eight, five and two on the season. Last year, inaugural season, they were four, 10 and one. We scored 50 goals up until this point last the season before that we had scored 42 uh, goals allowed per game. We're at 2.8 this season year before 3.67. Goal differential was a, pl- a plus eight at this point. Last season was negative 13. Like our power play is over double of what it was before, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, basically what I'm trying to say is like the Kraken are a lot better this year. And I'm really, really excited. And I don't really need to go into the game against the Rangers, eight, six, and three. They're third in the Metro. But I do have to say about the Kings, and I'm not going to drop the big F-bomb on them. I'm not going to call them fraudulent. But it is a little interesting when I look at their their point differential and they're sitting in second place in the division with a point differential of minus one. I'm just throwing that out there. There's only three teams right now in the Pacific that have a positive uh, point differential. Uh, it's the Kraken, the Knights and the Oilers. And somehow the Kings are have a minus one or sitting there in second. So I don't know what's going on. Also they, their defense is shit, but they can score a lot of goals or fourth in the NHL in goals. And that's what it is. That's where they have that, that goal differential yeah. because they just, they, they can't stop anything. So they just score. So, hey, look, guess what? They can roll with us because we can score too. So yep. as, as long as we don't have, you know, some energy just flushed because we have four days off, we should be just fine and we can totally score with them because look at the last two games, defensive Minnesota, we didn't score a ton. And then it was a lower scoring game against Winnipeg, who also is great goaltending and is, is great goaltending. Yep. So yeah. I think it's going to be a shootout uh, in uh uh, in Climate Pledge on Saturday night versus the Kings, I got to take that over for sure. I got to find out what the what the line is on that. <laughs> you have turned into such a gremlin when it comes Dude. to when it comes to gambling. <laughs> so when I was in uh, this evolution, by the way, this is fantastic. When I was in Boston, I was I was like, oh man, I, you know, what I should do, I should go, uh, I should go play some bets on this this BU <laughs> game that I'm going to be at. This would be cool, but I couldn't do it because it wasn't allowed in the state. Oh shit. That's I couldn't do it, man. Which was like, oh come on. So I'm glad to be back in Louisiana and I am ready to watch some hockey this week and start placing some bets with my big old DraftKings app. I'm ready for that, baby. <laughs> I'm definitely gonna take the over on the uh on the crack in uh uh Kings game, like you just mentioned. I, gonna have to. Okay, so I officially I we will I will tweet about this then because we will, I will officially take the over on that because I'm, I'm also enjoying like kind of creating some parlays 
um, trying to like play with that. Like I'll put a dollar on like crazy parlays to like see like, okay, if this happens and this happens and this happens, if I put a dollar on it, I can win four hundred bucks. But it's like it literally is like Jesus comes down to center ice and throws a thunderbolt. It's through like Martin Jones eyes prediction. And, Martin yeah. Jones scores the first goal in this game. <laughs> Plus 10,000. Jeff's like, put my money on it. Martin Jones <laughs> takes off masks, reveals to be Jesus Christ. <laughs> money line. I'll take that all day. <laughs> We're talking about DraftKings and it is DraftKings Sportsbook, by the way, the official sports betting partner of the NHL new customers. It, I, I mean, look, if I if I can't convince you, if I can't convince you to do this right now, then you know what? It it's something that you should you should get into, right? This is fun, right? So new customers bet five dollars in any team and get two hundred dollars in free bets if they win. Um, if that's not enough excitement for you, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at even a bigger payout. DraftKings safe, secure. And reliable, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. That's the Hockey Podcast Network, which we are a proud member of. THPN. Bet five bucks on any game NHL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do it. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So I'm pretty pumped about this no dumb questions, uh, and and you did the research on it, which I I'm, I'm excited about. Um, no dumb questions. Here's what this is: is you know, look, we're we're a podcast where we have fun. We talk crack and hockey, the NHL, hockey in general. Um, we're always learning something new. And if you're new to hockey, right, or maybe you've been watching for a little bit, and there's just something that you don't know, and you don't know who to ask. And you're afraid to ask other podcasts because you think they might make fun of you or something. Well, guess what? They will. They don't, they don't, they don't like you if you don't know everything about hockey. So, you know, don't, don't listen to them. Listen to us. Ask Mm -hmm. your no dumb question here. All right. So we accept any and all. And we have a good one this week because it involves something that has really made me mad for a long time. I don't remember when this switched. <laughs> I'm excited to learn from Joey who did the research on this. Joey, what is this week's no dumb question? All right. Before I get into it though, I want to say, because I know that you will have a lot of thoughts and feelings on this. So please, by all means, will you interrupt me as I just basically go down this list of shit that I was researching earlier? Yeah. Yeah, Let's, absolutely. Okay, Let's cool, go. Cool. All right, cool. Uh, so this is from Maya and we got to shout out Maya, which by the way, we still like, I'm making it a point and Jeff, I know it's harder for you to break away, but at some point, like we're going to get together and watch a hockey game in person here. And I know, I know of a bar that'll put the game on in the sound for us. But anyways, Maya's in new Orleans. She's like an OG uh, supporter of the podcast, member of the crack and pod. We appreciate her very much. And this is a great question. The question is, what is the history of dark jerseys at home and white jerseys on the road in the NHL? And are there any rules on when, they can be reversed. And before I start going into this, and again, please interrupt me. Um, the reason why this got brought up is because there was an incident last night. I say incident, like somebody, like some shit happened, like the Evander uh, Kane situation, which by the way, did you see that when you were in Boston? Dude, I saw it because of your tweet. <sighs> I saw your tweet and I was like, what? Yeah. And I went and watched it and I was like, and I, I watched it on my phone and um, I was like, what? Oh, wow. I, but I didn't see it. But I knew, like, I shouldn't watch it again because I will see it. Yeah, no. 
you know, so like, anyway, I was like, oh my God. So yeah, that dude's out. Yeah. It doesn't happen more often to be completely frank with you. But anyways, like he got yeah, his yeah, wrist yeah. skated over. Uh, anyways, <laughs> moving on. We'll move on yeah. past okay. that. Holy shit. Um, the incident that happened last night took place actually in Boston where you just I, came from. I know. I woke up this morning and be like, damn, I guess I should have yeah. gone to that game. <laughs> so, the, so uh, the Boston Bruins are hosting the Vancouver Canucks. There was some sort of gaffe that was made by the equipment, by the equipment team. I'm, so, I'm assuming something like that. Basically, what happened is, is that they didn't play with their jerseys like this, but both teams came out on the ice for warmies. They're both warming up. The issue is, is that Vancouver's on the roads. So they're wearing their white jerseys. And for whatever reason, I don't know if the equipment team thought that it was like retro, uh, the reverse retro night for the Bruins, but they came out rocking the Pooh Bears. The Pooh Bears are like the all-white Bruins jerseys with the, with the, uh, the, the black and gold logo on the front. Well, the issue with that is everyone on the ice is wearing white jerseys. You literally can't even tell like who you're passing to or anything like that. Now, thankfully, again, this is during warmies, so like nothing happened. But I guarantee you that as like both teams are skating out on the ice, they're looking at each other doing like the Spider-Man meme because they don't know like what the hell to do. Like, how do we even do warm-ups right now? I can't tell who is who. This is a major mistake. If you can't have two teams wearing white jerseys out on the ice playing with each other, that will be utter chaos. So they, I just thought that was hilarious. They did it in honor of me being in Boston because they knew That's that exactly I, what happened. Like this one's for Jeff. I think ball. that every home team should have white <laughs> and on their, your roadies should be dark. That's how it should be. That's how I grew up. And that's the way I'm going to be. Damn it. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to go a little bit into the history here. Then again, I want you to interrupt because I'm, I'm really curious to hear your perspective from someone that's been watching hockey for a very long time. Versus me, the noob, who's kind of figuring this out. And How again, did, when, did it, when did it change? I don't even know when it yeah, changed. So I'm going to get go, into it. Go. And also, like, I just got to give Maya credit again, because this question is so fantastic that I was like, I like scrapped everything I was working on. I was like, I'm going to look into this right now. So basically, um, in the NHL right now, each team is currently required to have two separate sweater designs, jersey designs, one with a white base, which actually historically is a yellow color, and then one with a darker colored base. And it actually used to be like you just alluded to, Jeff. It used to be home wore the white and away wore the colored, and they flipped. So between the seasons of 1970 all the way through 2002 and 2003, NHL teams wore white uniforms or yellow at home and dark uniforms on the road. So to answer your question, Jeff, it was 2003, the 2004 season, when the NHL decided to change those rules. And now teams typically wore the dark color at home and the whites for road games. And there are, like Maya was asking about the question, because there are exceptions. There are occasional single-game exceptions that are allowed by the NHL um, that the teams have to basically ask for permission for that they will grant based off of schedule and the NHL giving permission to these teams. How does that make you feel? Shitty. I don't like it. <laughs> I mean, I really don't. It's every, every... Oh, that's why I'm laughing. Now, wait. I will say, and we, this is something we should talk about real quick is we, uh, we're jumping all around, but I mean, like, Jesus, we do that every freaking episode. Yeah, I mean, I have we, severe ADHD. we did not talk about Sunday's reverse retro. Oh, you're, I mean, yeah, we, we did not talk about that. Thoughts. I, I've given my thoughts before on the podcast where I, I liked them, but I wasn't in love with them. And that's why we went over some of our other favorites in the league. And we talked about the Red Wings because we are a Detroit Red Wings podcast, as everyone yeah, knows. Totally. Um, for me, it was just the, the the funniest thing for me regarding the retros. On the ice, by the way, I think they look pretty good. I still haven't bought 
bot, botten, whatever. My botten. I still have a botten. My first, uh, my first official Kraken jersey. When I do, I'm probably gonna buy a, a home and not a reverse retro. But it was really funny because Spitting Chicklets had a photo from the game against Winnipeg, and they're like, "Hey," and they're just asking Twitter in general, like, "Hey, what what do y'all think about the uh, reverse retros?" And I'm I'm laughing so hard because I'm looking at the comments. Everyone is like doing the thing where like they think they're being funny and original, but everyone's just repeating the same shit. And it's like, what are these uh, retros for uh, to last seat 2021, 2022. And I'm like, cool, man. Congratulations on your same, on your fucking, your shitty joke about the Kraken having their inaugural season last mouth year. Breather hockey. Yeah. You fucking mouth breather. I just thought that was funny. Cause I'm like, I'm like, everyone is making that comment. It's not even like a good joke. Like, what are they supposed <laughs> to do? Not participate because they were an expansion team last year? Go fuck your own face. So, <laughs> I feel. thought they were. I thought they were fresh, and I say that like in a very non-sarcastic, in a cool, in a cool dad way. Yeah, dad energy. Fresh. Like, oh, you look fresh, son. Uh, that I think they look cool. So I, I really like that. But uh, this whole thing, you know, it started. You said the 2003, 2004 season. I immediately looked up. 2003 2004 season uh-huh. and shit went wonky there because yes. tampa won the stanley cup in 2004 john tortorella was the coach right mm-hmm. and uh they beat the flames i remember that and then the next season was the lockout season that got canceled 2005 canceled yes some shit happened man i think like some history got erased you know like i don't know if it was like a time machine thing but something weird went on man i don't i swear to god dude like it's like the the berenstain bears thing do you know what i'm talking about yes i do like the conspiracy theory that like that was changed at some time like i don't i don't know what it is but like when i grew up it was berenstain bears now it's berenstain bears like no wait i it was always berenstain bears no it was berenstain bears like what the fuck like somebody went back in time and changed shit on us this is what happened with the reverse retro with the uh the the jerseys because every time i like every time i see and I might be on my deathbed when I'm 88 and I'll be like, oh, God, they haven't changed the jerseys back. This is something that's like in my blood, right? Yeah. This is, this is I believe that they just changed this a few years ago, but like the Matrix has reprogrammed us to be like, oh, that was changed like 20 years ago, 2005, mm-hmm. 2003, you know, 2004. No, that's some bullshit. This is like, this is. This is the matrix screwing with us. I think it. I think every single season they change it. We just, we just, we have our minds reprogrammed. Am, am I like? Am I sleep deprived? Probably. Am I correct about this? Absolutely. <laughs> well, listen, man. Like, I can't, I can't blame you because if I were a lifelong hockey fan, and like you said, like they've been rocking the whites at home since 1970. So for 33, 34 years, this is like. This is the standard. And then all of a sudden, like you said, 2003, 2004 season, all of a sudden they're like, oh, hey, by the way, we're actually going to switch things up. And now it's going to be dark jerseys at home and whites on the road. And so this is really interesting. So I was uh, talking about how there are single game exceptions for the jerseys. So in 1995, the NHL actually launches this program called the Third Sweater Program, and it allows teams to experiment with either a new designs or B throwback to vintage designs. So think about like the reverse retros that we're seeing. So typically 
these third sweaters are worn a couple of times during the season, like with special permissions from around the league. And again, it has to deal uh, with scheduling and all that um, and also select playoff games. And because of that, it sometimes requires the opposing team to wear their home or road sweaters when they would, when they should be wearing the opposite. Um, and I have an example. Um, and I, my example was like a generalized one. It's like when a road team wishes to wear like a colored third sweater and they get permission. And so now obviously if you're the home team, you can't wear your colored. And so now you're wearing your white at home and like everything gets all wonky, like you said, but it's all schedule based and the league can get permission for it. I'm sure this just pisses you off even more. You look very upset right now. I'm looking at, <laughs> you know, now that we're going down this Jersey, yeah, you know, rabbit hole here. And I am, I, you know, I am getting angry about it. Uh, I just, I just white, I, I was a nerd in high school and I wore jerseys a lot to school. Um, and I would wear them based on sometimes the Red Wings schedule. So I'd wear the white for home games and I'd wear my red for away games. Occasionally wow. I would do that. But like I Some was die hard beer league uh, fandom right there. I was a nerd, a huge nerd. Okay. And giant nerd like i'm lucky to be married and have and i every day i'm i thank god that i have i'm married to a good woman and i have three awesome kids because jesus i wore hockey jerseys every single day of my life uh in high school um (laughs) so but there's so many jerseys out there's like i'm thinking back in time to like the history of the jerseys like the cool ones the good look you know like which ones sucked what are the the good ones there's been so many different ones so i was just looking mm-hmm. up like the third jerseys that you mentioned like there's been yeah. so many different ones out there i don't know i guess the question i'm gonna throw out there right now is if you've made it this far into the podcast which thank you for doing that tweet at us let us know what is in your opinion the best looking hockey jersey of all time and the worst and why is it the Detroit Red Wings? Because this is the Red Wings podcast. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly right. They, no, they, but um, I was going to say there's a there's multiple specific examples, but one I saw that I just made a note of was in 2016 slash 2017 season, the Flyers got permission from the league for their third sweater for that season to be like an all-white sweater because they were commemorating their 50th year in the league. And so they're rocking that commemorative sweater at home so now they're rocking the whites at home. So when visitors are coming there, the visiting team is having to wear their home jerseys. And that's like the exceptions that can be made for it. And something really random that really, I mean, it kind of has something to do with this, but not really. Did you know that up until the year 2000, NHL teams were allowed to and also had their own independent contracts with whoever they wanted to manufacture their jerseys? So you've had X amount of teams in the league in the up until the year 2000 and every single team was operating independently, like sourcing out their own uh, like merchandise partner who was in who was then in charge of handling like all of their gear, jerseys and all that shit, which no. is insane that it was up until the year 2000. The NHL was like, hey, maybe we should just like strike a deal with one company and kind of streamline this whole thing. Why is it that like these people are Adidas and these people are Nike and these people are like, that's insane to me. Yeah, that is absolutely it's, crazy. It's, it's actually it's actually pretty nuts. Um, this does bother me too because I would really like to see like my favorite jersey that the Kraken have is their away jersey, and I want to see that icy blue at home. 
And unless there's like some special sort of circumstances, I don't think that's ever going to happen. And also a thing that I was reading on just like a random comment from somebody on Reddit, which I thought was hilarious. I'm like, is, Je- is this Jeff? Is Jeff writing this in? Someone said that it's a travesty to the game because it eliminates the white out home playoff atmosphere. And I was, oh. like, I was like, oh, shit, I didn't even think about that. Didn't even think about that. Yeah, like that's didn't... that's that's huge. Oh, man, I, I like I remember back in the day uh, series Red Wings playoff series against the Winnipeg Jets, like the original Winnipeg Jets. Yeah, you're uh, not the scam Winnipeg Jets who we have now. The real peggers. Yeah, the real peggers, the yeah. true the original like, peggers. Get right in there and peg your peggers, right? <laughs> and they would, you know, they white out. They would have the white out. And it was always in intim- the Red Wings never did it, uh, but it was like the white out. Did they do it? Maybe they did. I don't know. And then there was like uh, the at the time, the Phoenix Coyotes, they did it, too. So it's like there was the whiteout at home. So we, yeah, that's it was special. That's 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 why it was cool because like it was like yeah, we could do the whiteout. Yeah, we're gonna. Pe- it's so easy and cheap to uh, you know have twenty thousand white t shirts made and give them to people. So it's an yes. intimidating crowd thing. So yeah, I agree. I don't like it. I think they should go back to it, and I think at some point it'll change. the The last thing I'm going to say, completely random, is I think the best reverse retro that i've seen so far mm-hmm. is the buffalo sabers it is solid and it because when you look at it for me it looks like a roller hockey team and yeah. they you know in roller hockey teams it's like usually in roller hockey you're wearing um you wear pants you like uh, you wear the same equipment mostly you know shin guards and you wear a shell instead of like a hockey pant Okay. So like in, in hockey, um, uh, you know, uniforms, hockey equipment, you mm-hmm. wear uh, shoulder pads, which are connected to like a chest protector. So you're wearing like basically yeah. it's a chest and you have shoulder pads, right? Then you have to wear elbow pads, right? Uh, and then you wear your gloves, which pretty much covers your whole arm. Um, then for your lower body, you've got your shin guards, right? That go from your skate up to your knee. Mm-hmm. And then you wear hockey pants, um, which are typically like they've got, you know, like a shell around the legs. And then they've got like a waist, a high waist up there. And then, you know, then you get into the upper body there. But in roller hockey. Why do you know so much about roller hockey? Because I played roller hockey. Oh, okay. I was like, wait a second. I have to ask. I'm like, how in the hell do you know all this about roller hockey? Yeah, you yeah, played roller hockey. I loved it. It's it's it was it's fun. It's very, you know, it moved very similarly to um, ice hockey. It was, uh, you know, it's 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 uh, wide open. There's no icing, which is cool. Um, there's tons of stuff in it. That's it's a few things that are different, but it's just fun. Um, but anyway, it's also too. It's it's not cold, so you dress a little um, lighter because you don't want to die. Um, and the hockey pants that you'd wear on the ice typically are thick and don't breathe really well um, mm-hmm. because you're on the ice. So it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, you got to trap that stank in. Yeah. Your, 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 uh, your taint stank. Right. Yeah, the, and from under cheese, you got to keep that under wraps for the next two hours. We are way deep in the depths, but anyway, <laughs> If you know, if you know, you know, and the, the Buffalo Sabres reverse retro every time. And plus two, like the, the Sabres are, are a good team. 
and they're just scoring crazy goals right now. And when they wear these jerseys, I feel like they they score crazy goals. And the weirdest thing to me is like they're offensively talented, but for some reason, these jerseys make them look slower than they really are. And what's really weird to me is I'm watching this game and these games with these jerseys. I'm going like, man, they look like they're moving so slow. I love these damn jerseys. But then you're seeing like tic-tac-toe, sweet moves. And I'm like, wait, they just scored this badass goal looking like they were going two miles an hour. What's going on here? So there's something weird. Can somebody confirm for me? Again, am I just sleep deprived or are these things actually happening? Are we doing this podcast right now, Joey? Am I nope, sleeping? We, I stopped recording 30 minutes ago, man. We're just hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> Which is stronger, dad energy or jersey energy? Oh, boy. They're both pretty. They're both very well. Real. Dad energy is way stronger. But, man, could you imagine, like, maybe maybe that's why Abs has been so on top of his game is because he's got that dad energy. Oh, I and, know that's why. I know. And that. he knows that he but also, too, like, he knew he knew the reverse retro game was coming. Oh yeah, he knew it. Yeah, you know, so like maybe you combine like, I gotta both. Get this, I got to get this goal. Yeah, and much like uh, much like uh, your uh, hockey game warm ups, I'm stretching here. So <laughs> good thing you're stretching an hour and eleven minutes in. No man, like I'm, you know, I. It's hard because again, I without trying to repeat myself too much here, new hockey fan, so I don't, I get the history, but I, you know, I don't really have feelings around it. But yeah, I would love, and I think for me the biggest thing is the wideout because I watch like like a, a scene in college football. You get the wideout game at Penn State, and it's always such an incredible spectacle. And I'm like, you know, it would be awesome to see that at a fucking hockey ring for like a playoff game. Like it would be so insane to see like the crack and make the playoffs, and they get to rock those white jerseys at home and the whole crowd's doing like a whiteout with like waving towels and shit. Like, can you imagine the scene like that? It would also oh. create a ridiculous home ice advantage. Like there's just nothing but good uh, for that. And so, yeah, I think that that random person on Reddit making a comment about how the NHL kind of unintentionally eliminated the home uh, whiteout, uh, whiteout advantage. I, I think it's a big deal. Oh, totally. And you're right, dude. Like there, there's the energy of the playoffs is just different. So yeah, if the Kraken make the playoffs, it's just it's just different. So, uh, and I think they should bring it back. Just if the if the Kraken make the playoffs, I think they should they should repeal the rule, take it to the Senate, throw it through the House, <laughs> put the stamp on it, What's and that, then South there you Park? go. Or die, motherfucker. Like That's no, right. that'll be us. Or we should just organize our own whiteout and be like, here's what we're gonna do. We're just gonna take over the entire freaking rink. And we're going to do yeah. a while regardless. You and know, it might be a little confusing, but we're going to go with it. But I don't know, dude, like two white guys storming something to ask for a whiteout. <sighs> Ooh, not Garden good. It's called January 6th, Jeff. Not, it wasn't even in the, in the name he of went right for it. He went right for it. <laughs> to, for the record, we do not support insurrections. That's some bullshit. I do not condone what Joey well, it was your idea. You just said you wanted to storm just something said, and get some laws changed. I said we should not talk about that sort of thing. So don't wear Kraken sweaters and go to the Capitol. Then you and me try to demand some laws be changed. We should not do that. Okay. We should. <laughs> Ixnay the oddcast pay now a <laughs> before the feds repel through our windows. Just smashing windows immediately. <laughs> Down on the floor. What are we back? Joey, 
No one can away. see. No one can see you right now, but you are so sleep deprived. Your eyes have been the half open <laughs> for at least thirty minutes, and I'm like, this is great because it makes for really good content because you just start getting fucking wild with your with everything you're saying. But for me, it's hilarious. But I'm like, dude, this guy is he's dude, he's exhausted. I'm ripped. I'm absolutely ripped. It was okay. I was tired. Moss will be really stoned. So this is this is no, basically this is, you stoned. I don't uh, I don't partake, but this this is me. This is me. If I no, were you want to partake in the devil's lettuce. Twenty years ago, when I did. A handful of times and got super paranoid hey it's like uh man how do i handle all my crazy anxiety cool let me try this weed out whoa it just tripled it that's awesome <laughs> that's cool <laughs> holy shit now everybody in the room is laughing at me uh i'm just gonna sit here and sing into this couch and not say shit yeah that sounds bad uh i'm not gonna oh, do that man. anymore i all think right. we're uh we should wrap this up it's good <laughs> for a while <laughs> It has been, Joey. Thanks for your support. I appreciate it. I hope uh, if I, I this might be my last podcast. I don't know. Yeah, uh, we'll see. So anyway, but th- thank you for listening to this podcast. Hey, you know what? Good time to talk about leaving us a review. Five stars only. Please do that wherever you listen to this podcast. Make sure you hit us up on Facebook, on uh, Instagram, on on TikTok, on the Twitter. We are at Kraken Pod. And uh, I want you to have a, a great week. So, Joey, have a great week. I'm going to literally I'm actually for the first time ever recording in my room, in my bedroom, because my wife is out of town. So I'm like, just sitting in here, like I'm looking at my bed going like, I'm going to shut this laptop down and go yes. right that way. So got a nice guys, a nice plant in the background. I like your yeah. plant situation you got going on there. Very nice. Yeah. That's actually, we just put that there because we had nowhere else to put it. Um, okay. Yeah. The every, wall's kind of bare. I'm, I'm going to throw that out. Every time, every time we, up we're in here, we're like, man, we should, you know, we've done so much with the rest of the house. We should really start concentrating on the room. We spent a lot of time in. And have more than just like an Ikea dresser in here. But, uh, you know, Life. anyway, yeah, Three there you counts. go. All right, time to wrap it up. So, hey, remember that thing we call the Chirp of the Week? That is where we have for you a taunt that goes on on the ice, right? Somebody uh, on the ice says some shit to somebody else. They make fun of each other on the ice. and they get off the ice, they don't say anything in front of microphones because they're kind of, you know, lame and they don't say too much when it comes to uh, after ice, after game stuff. But uh, on the ice, they say some crazy stuff, and we call them chirps. So we're going to leave you with the Kraken Pod Chirp of the Week. <laughs> Who wants it? Let's go right now. Right now. Let's go. Ready? All right.